Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to episode 104 of the CZUS Show. It's great to be back. Took a little hiatus. In case you guys didn't know, my co-host, Trade Day XXIV, what it do, baby, went to Jamaica. So we want to take a little break as well, too. But we're back better than ever, and I'm excited to get into today's hottest topics. But before I get into today's hottest topics, just want to let you guys know, appreciate the support moving forward. Make sure to subscribe on all forms of social media at The Caesar Show, at Sir Caesars, at Trader XXIV on all major platforms as well, too. And obviously, to my new audience, to new listeners, whatever you want to call it, I like to rehash on the last episode. On the previous episode, which was episode 103, which was released March the 1st. Can you believe March the 1st? Um, the whole narrative was, is James Harden the league MVP? He was going on a tear as well, too. But we talked about a couple of different things. The Celtics struggles, the Miami Heat slowly coming back on track. All-star reserves, LeBron versus Zlatan Ibrahimovic. Kobe being the NBA logo, Katie's injury, and much, much more. So I hope you guys enjoyed that that um, that that topic. Um, I hope you guys have been following the page. We try to update um, on anything that's going on around the NBA as well, too. And also, um, without further ado, let's just get into the hottest topic because I am excited. So without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, make some noise for my boy, for my co-host, for that boy, Trey Day XXIV. What it do, baby? Let's get it. What's good, everybody? It's your boy, Trey Day all day happy first day of spring you already know the spring equinox however you want to say that warmer weather coming uh hot boy hot girl whatever you want to say just be safe about all that stuff um but you already know me and your boy sir caesar's here with another hottest topics in the nba what's good with your sir caesar's I'm good, man. I'm more I, well. First and foremost, I I almost forgot it was the first it's spring. I, one of my friends uh, I was chilling with yesterday, she told me that it was it was uh, spring, and I was like, I thought it was still January. I'm I was tripping. I was like, I'm tweaking right now. It oh, literally man. feels like spring. I ain't gonna hold y'all. I don't mean to, you know, you know, like it's that gas West Coast like that. But it feels <laughs> like spring every single day. I mean, it's been kind of cold past like two and a half weeks, but. Every now and then we'll get like a seven degree weather. So like Friday, I went to the beach. Like I was, I was just chilling. You know what I'm saying? So it, it's nice over here. But I'm glad that it's spring. One thing I don't miss about the East Coast is mm-hmm. definitely the pollen. I'm highly, highly, highly sensitive to pollen. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't okay. believe that we have a lot here. But I'm gonna find out eventually if my eyes start to be tweaking and stuff like that and whatnot. But I'm That's more funny. so, you know, excited to hear. You know, you had a little, you know, a little getaway, like a little excursion, a little mental, a little mental getaway excursion, whatever you want to call it, out in in Jamaica. Um, yeah, so how, how was that? It's funny, man. I feel like I went to Jamaica and then all like my Instagram shots are now in Jamaica, which is funny. <laughs> and uh, but you know, I was thinking earlier I was over like, here. <laughs> I was thinking um, Drake's line. He was like, uh, "No resorts, only only villas or whatever like that." However, he worded that, and I was like, "I hope that the girls keep calling for the villas because that means the price on the." Uh, on the resorts are gonna go down and lucky me i'll stay at a resort i i ain't too proud so mm-hmm. but nah man the little excursion was cool man got out got away for a few man um a lot of all you can eat a lot of all you can you know consume whether you know water drunk as much water as i could the whole time um mm-hmm. so it was good it was a good time um it was it was weird coming back and trying to assimilate into the American style of doing things again, but 
<laughs> but hey, I got to clear my head for a few days. Got a little different outlook coming into spring. So primed and ready. Been in the gym last week. It's funny. I didn't work out for the trip. So I was like, man, I'm just going to go out there and, you know, get off anyway. But now I'm like back in the gym because I came from the trip. You know, a lot of stretching, a lot of core stuff, a lot of, you know, just just getting back right. And so I can, you know, continue to flourish. So it was a good time, man. It was a good time. Nice, nice. Brad said, let me get ready for the second half of the NBA season. <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. It's the all-star break. That was my all-star break. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. No, that, that's dope. That's dope, man. I'm I'm going on a little mini trip, um, kind of like yourself, but mine is going to be for like two days. So my cousin's turning 25, this upcoming Saturday on 27, and we're going snowboarding. I was lit. Um, yeah, so I just got the jacket, I got the goggles, um, I got the gloves, I just need to get some pants, probably some woven socks, and probably Ooh. like a thermal, and we're going to be good to go, man. It's That's called Big Bear Lake, about two hours drive from where I'm at, so we're going to leave Friday, um, ski Saturday, and then Sunday we're just going to dip, so. Y'all must be Hopefully going straight up. Ligament. Yeah, straight up. Y'all must be going straight vertical, like, the whole drive, because yeah. you in sunny, sunny California, so you must be going right up to the mountaintop. Yeah, man. So it's going to be interesting. Got a nice ass Airbnb. Um, and it's one of those things where it's like I longboard. I had a little stand longboarding back in the day. But okay. I mean, it's been like, what, five, six years. But I, I'm I'm hoping it's kind of like when you're riding a bike and you haven't rode a bike in a while, you just get yeah. back to it like that. Now, obviously, it's a little different because for the most part, when I was skating back in the day, it was on on a flat surface um, mm-hmm, but sometimes mm-hmm. I will bomb hills as well too so we'll see how that goes but I already have that mindset that I'm gonna fail already in order <laughs> to succeed so I really can't lose so okay. I'm gonna have a good time so as long as I as long as I don't tear or break anything that would be, be all right. I already know I'm gonna fall a lot but once I get the hang of it it's gonna be dope so I'm looking for forward sure. to that for sure man uh, but without further ado, man, let's get into today's hottest topics on episode 104. Breaking news yesterday, in case you guys didn't know, LeBron James went out and suffered a severe, severe high ankle sprain um, yesterday. It was crazy. It was against the Atlanta Hawks, happening about the second quarter, and it looked like a dirty hit, but at the end of the day, you know, it was a loose ball. Um, a guy dove for it, and, you know, injuries are just part of the game as well, too. Um, so it was actually Solomon Hill. He ended up tweeting a little later on, would never disrespect the game and take a player out purposely. He knows that. That's all that matters to me, praying for a speedy recovery. Um, so, you know, this is uh, this is pretty, pretty, pretty breaking news, I'd have to yeah. say, as well, too. And LeBron went on to tweet, there's nothing that angers and saddens him more than not being available for his teammates. He's hurt on the inside, hurt on the outside, so the road back from recovery begins now. Back soon, like I never left as well, too. So when we think of LeBron James on the court, or just in general, we think of just a certain level of, of excellence. Like he's, he's set the bar on how you should carry yourself on and off the court. And most, most importantly, when we're, when we're just focusing just on basketball, when you think of LeBron James, you think of not only dominance, but you think of durability. And I'm pretty sure this guy's played what at least 95% of his games, man. Like, mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. Like that's crazy. You know what I'm saying? So it's gonna be a little weird. Um, because like I said, he's this season he's played all 41 games. You know, he's been playing great this year. Start off a little slow, obviously. You know, the fast turnaround from the bubble, you know, starting a couple of days before Christmas, you know, averaging 26, 8 and 8, 51% from the field, 37% from three. Um, and they're the third seed in the West as well, too. Um, 
2014, only two and a half games behind first place. Um, and then, you know, obviously they're behind Utah and the Suns. Um, and from what I gathered from research, obviously it's still early. Maybe, maybe they have to, you know, go a little bit more in depth about it. But um, a high ankle sprain can take up to anywhere to six to eight weeks um, yeah. just to return to normal activity as well, too. So, um, you know, sometimes that can take a little bit longer as well. So um, they're saying a general rule of thumb is the, that bones take roughly six weeks to heal while soft tissues take around three months to heal. Um, and when, when I think of this high ankle sprain injury, as far as 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 recent with the NBA player, I think a Christian would. He had mm -hmm. a high ankle sprain and he was out from February 6th and came back February 18th. And he missed obviously a short season, only 72 games. He missed 17 games. Um, so that that's just kind of crazy. And obviously, like when you think of LeBron, you think of the probably the most athletic slash durable player in sports history. Um, you know, now he's going on the year 36, right? So 37 worry, like, like what's going to happen? Um, you know, and when I think about LeBron, I mean, he may be a rare exception where he only needs about two to three weeks. So half of the time as well, too, because anytime LeBron get hurt, man, it's, it's literally a little tweak and he, and he stays in the game. Like I haven't really seen him other than that growing be out for an extended period of time like mm. that, you know what I'm saying? It's either that or, or is rest or whatnot. And I was making a little joke the other day as well, too. I said, LeBron is, is, is a cyborg, bro. He's a cyborg from the future. Um, and his goal is to basically sabotage MJ, right? He's kind of like the Terminator in a way. As well, too. <laughs> so what separates him or, or what, 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 what makes him, you know, disguise himself as being an android to, to basically like fake to us that he's a human being is they wrote in his manual injuries. You're going to have tweaks to your ankle and you're going to also have <laughs> cramps that way. We'll never nice. know as well too. So I just feel like he's going to be one of those guys who, who bounces back. Um, as well, too. But some questions for you, man. Okay. Um, how does this how, just focusing on LeBron, not even just the Lakers in general, like, you know, it's year 17 or 18. I don't even know anymore. You know, it's 36 years old. You know, he's playing one of the most minutes in the NBA. Um, how do you feel this affects LeBron James moving forward? Um, I think moving forward uh, in the grand scheme or just this season? Uh, in the season, or you can talk okay. about grand scheme, whatever, whatever comes through right. your stream of consciousness. So I think in the season, uh, I think he'll be out for about a month or so. Um, I mean, that'll be good. Like, if not, you know, cause what is it? We're late, we're late March, right? So I say early May to mid May, mid May to be safe, honestly. Um, but you know, you don't know the nature of those injuries uh the high ankle sprain is, is a tough one uh you know because some people say sometimes it's better just to break it sometimes i mean of course not a player of his caliber at his age wants to break their ankle but there you know the, the speech and the story behind it is like you know it'd be better just to break it because you you know tape it up boom come back you know a little bit of rehab and you're back out there but the ankle sprain can be re-aggravated over and over again definitely those muscles have already been um you know been poked and probed at uh from a from a endurance standpoint uh for lebron though again you know to your sentiments about uh him being a cyborg from the future <laughs> uh his his composition is different so you look at an injury you look at things like uh is this a reoccurring thing it's this things that usually happen there's no reoccurring thing for lebron you know i mean maybe some cramps whatever like that that could be very much a result of old age and uh needing 
different hydration or his muscles Side are asking for, you know, asking for different things. But I mean, shoot, a lot of guys at 37 would take cramps any day, you know, to get out and be able to even play and dunk and go up and down. Uh, you know, a lot of people like, yo, I'm feeling, you know, I'm 33, 32. I'm going to hang it up because my body's aching. We haven't heard anything about aches or anything from LeBron. Like, we, you know how candid Kobe was in his body hurting, aching. Um, and Kobe was, what, 36 when he was around retirement, correct? So yeah. at 35, 36, when he was coming down the end of his road, yes, he had uh, he had, had some tweaks before coming into that season where he uh, tore his Achilles and uh, that season uh, post that as well. But this dude, we don't hear him complain. We don't hear him, like, we don't even hear, like, his past injuries really come up because that's how much of a like, oh, he's back to playing, he's super durable, whatever like that. We just always argue, oh, he's getting older, he's getting older. He's lost a step, he doesn't jump aside. I mean, that's natural that it would happen. He maybe not doesn't jump aside, but he doesn't seem like he's losing too much of it. Like we always talk about, it. he doesn't seem like he's losing too much of it. And for him to tweak an ankle, this to be his first time tweaking an angle, um, there'll be a caution taken to it, right? For the you know, for the next uh few weeks to come but for the most part everything in lebron's james story says this guy will bounce back if not sooner you know he'll bounce back fine and i'm sure um depending on what the placing is depending on you know what we might see from ad if ever um that's a wholly totally different topic um he'll be back and you know as long as they can make it to the playoff they could crawl to the playoff it's lebron james team who cares? You know, LeBron James, let's pray for Anthony Davis. If not, we can still, you know, steal a few rounds until we actually might feel the, the real hurt of Anthony Davis in a seven-game series. Because it's hard to beat that guy in a seven-game series. It's hard to beat that guy, you know, all around. But we've only seen where he's been maybe, quote-unquote, dominated or hurt. The teams he's on have been dominated. It took three superstars to do that, so... We, have, we, we haven't seen anything else since, and I'm not going to bet against that. His track record's damn good, even at this age. Um, IQ rules the playoffs, and, and his durability is something to be reckoned with. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, now, one thing, you know, he, he talks about he really doesn't care about it, and obviously Kuzma came out the other day as well, too, and was saying, you know, LeBron James honestly could have won already like eight MVPs by now as well, too. With him missing this huge chunk of the season, do you think this definitely affects his MVP chances? Uh, yes. And I always go back to it's the media day and age that we live in. Um, of course it does. We, you know, they don't want to give it to LeBron James because they would have to give it to LeBron James every year. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so it, it, to, to get the fuel, to get the lights, to get the for, – for them to be able to say, hey – this is a guy that we can put money behind or has to be pressed behind them. Um, so there's different guys who also warrant, you know, are in that space or in that realm that you boom can throw that title behind and throw that, Oh, maybe they're the MVP instead of LeBron James. And you can give mm-hmm. it to him because LeBron's not the superstar that's going to, you know, moan about that. He, you know, the proof is in the pudding. You take him off any team that he's played on, regardless if you say he's GM yada 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 coach whatever like that you take him off any team he's played on and they become the glorified cleveland cavaliers when they were bad you were like like <laughs> are still aren't super duper good but the glorified cleveland cavaliers they become a, a you know a team that might be towards the bottom of that conference or the bottom of that standing 
there, there hasn't been a team maybe other than Miami that he's been on where if you take him off, they're going to accomplish close to or the same feats. It's just not going to happen. So somebody like that, is he not the MVP? Yes, he's the MVP um, and, and, and a strong MVP candidate. But when it comes to this, you know, social media, this marketing, NBA being entertainment, um, it, it benefits pockets more, pockets more to, to throw those titles and to throw the, that kind of PR movement behind other stuff. Because LeBron James is always going to be a cash cow and bringing the money he's going to get. But if I can boost this other guy up and he's going to be in the league, quote unquote, longer than LeBron a little bit, why not boost him up and get him primed and ready and get that name, that brand primed and ready so we can keep running with it after LeBron has been gone for however many years and we can give it to him until we're ready to give it to the next guy and so on and so forth. That You know, no matter which way you flip it, the bread got to come first. You know what I'm saying? It's a sandwich. That's all it is. <laughs> yeah, I agree with you as well, too. So, you know, with – Ron being out and, and AD being out, I mean, and like, and like I said before, the Lakers are currently the third seed in the in the West right now. Can, can you, Do you think they have enough to stay afloat right now? Because you got Bron and AD who damn near are responsible for 50 points and LeBron probably generates another 20 points for his team. Um, so looking at their depth, I mean, you got Kuz, who I think we may see Kuz pre-AD averaging about 18 points a game. Dennis Schroeder um, is now in the spotlight as well, too. And then we got Montrez Harrell, who's reigning sixth man of the year. Um, and obviously, their pieces that they have now, um, you know, their their team that's, you know, eighth in rebounding, sixth in field goal percentage. Um, you know, they're one of the top defensive teams as well, too. Now, now like, do they lose their identity? Like, can, can they stay afloat? Because right now, I mean, just looking at the, the, the Western Conference right now, man, like, I think the AC is there. only eight and a half games out of first place right now. You know what I'm saying? And right now, like I said, they're 28 and, eight, 28 and 14. You got the Clippers and the Nuggets who are basically one game behind them. Blazers one game behind them as well, too. So we could see the Lakers dip from the three seed all the way until, you know, the seventh, eighth seed. Because I think if only one through six seed basically are safe. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, so it could be something where they hack, they actually take a dip down and they have to basically play and fight for their way in as well, too. Because um, like you said, when LeBron is not on the floor, they look like the Wash Cleveland team, who's a lottery <laughs> team, who's basically on the rebuild. Um, just looking at their upcoming schedule, got the Suns tonight. Then they play the Pelicans, who have been pretty, pretty solid as of late. 76ers, Cavs been pretty hot. Then you got the Magic, who just beat the Nets. Then you got the Bucks, just to finish out March. Then in April, Kings, Clippers, Raptors, Heat, Net, Knicks, Hornets, um, Celtics, Jazz, Jazz again, the Mavericks, <laughs> Mavericks again, Magic Wizards, and then Kings again as well too. So that that those are some teams who have some playoff aspirations. Those are some teams who think they have some title hopes this year as well too. Um, so I don't really see how they don't drop to the seventh or eighth seed right now as well too. So luckily they still got a couple of games above 500, but it's getting real, real spooky out here, man. But what are your thoughts? You think they can stay afloat? No. Do I think they will in some possible scenarios? Yes. But I don't think they can stay afloat by any means with what we've seen. And um, just the, the nature of the wild, wild west. I'm not even sure what place the Suns are, but aren't they sitting around like fourth or fifth over there? Two. The Suns are second. Mm-hmm. That's ridiculous. I mean, like, <laughs> yeah, under that's the radar, crazy. bro. Yeah, that's crazy. Shoot, maybe they uh <laughs> dropped to 
the seventh seed just to get the Suns. But that's <laughs> hey, hey, that that's that's drama at its finest. Um, but I don't see that happening. You take fifty points away. Yes, these guys are coming in. You know what I thought about though? Um, when is the trade deadline? Is it the twenty fifth? I think it's next next week. Um, yeah, yeah, I think the twenty fifth. Um, maybe this either accelerates or possibly deters deters them from making any moves. And when you get to this stretch of the season, sometimes you see a LeBron James team like this, and, and possibly a quote unquote Lakers team like this. Sometimes you think, uh, you know, this the locker room is kind of a brotherhood. You know, they um, have came together this far. As long as people are healthy, like LeBron or like that, he'll take them. And hey, wh- why not? You know what I'm saying? But at the same time. You know, there could have already been rumblings. There could have already been, you know, set in place. They saw what was kind of going on. They reevaluated Anthony Davis from a durability standpoint uh, and would say, hey, let's try to shoot for a guy that we can maybe get in here. And maybe they can get him in there for the low and not sacrificing too much, you know. Uh, and maybe some whatever some draft picks down the road, they can get them in there that might might not only be in their contract too much, and just get them over on the team that could help out a little bit. Uh, so maybe that accelerates that, but maybe it negates that because you're saying, hey, I wanted him to be able to come in and play with our two superstars that clearly weren't here. You maybe put this trade off for a while, you know, not an all star brick trade, not a um, you know that that bend where people were getting traded. What was it like around like? like around like New Year's, like, like right after that yeah. kind of bend. And then um, maybe say, oh, we're going to put this off and wait to hear and see what happens. But now you're looking at it's like, well, if we bring him in, it's going to be too much of like a mesh thing uh, before the playoffs because we're not going to get all three guys back into the playoffs. And then, you know, how is, how is that even going to look? Uh, so it, it really makes me wonder about what the GM, the front office, and, you know, the superstars that might know who the front office is planning to do things with and, and how the chess pieces are planning to move, how it affects them coming up to the 25th. So I'll be interested to see that. I don't think they're going to make any moves, but uh, I could see how kind of things like this would either accelerate or deter them from doing that. Yeah. So as far as moves, I don't really see what assets they're going to give up because I don't, you know, I don't think you're giving up coups. Obviously AD LeBron and I think shooter are pretty much untouchable right now. Other than that, looking down the line, I don't even think they're going to get rid of Montrez Harrell. So other than that, you what you got? Marcus Gasol, you got KCP, you got. I mean, yeah, you wouldn't get rid of Montrez. You got Caruso, you got Wesley Matthews. Solid role players. Mean, solid role you know? players, but I don't know what team um, would want to trade for them unless this team wants to just get some draft picks back or take on expiring contracts or something like that. I don't really see that happening. So I think um, they're going to probably go to the buyout market. And, um, you know, Andre Drummond, we haven't heard him as of late. We know the Nets just re-upped. So it would make sense. They're saying, yo, you're going to have a premier role. We don't know when Anthony Davis is going to be back. Like, you're going to be the guy right now. You're going to play alongside Kuz. You're going to play alongside uh, Dennis Schroeder. And once they come back, you know, we're going to figure some things out. So I can see them do that. Obviously, there's been some little rumors on a potential trade for Whiteside because he only took the veterans minimum. So that could definitely work out as well, too. Um, And then, you know, Coach Pop came out last week or the week before and basically said, we're not going to play LaMarcus Aldridge until we get a deal done or a buyout agreement as well, too. So who knows? You know, the Lakers could get an all-star type of caliber player Um, if it's me. I may want to go for Andre Drummond just for another big body. 
um, yeah. to play alongside AD because AD don't even like to play the five, but we know he's going to play the five when it matters most. Or LaMarcus, who's a little bit older, but, you know, he still has one of the best, um, you know, inside-out games. Inside-out games as well, too, and can defend still at a high level and guard multiple positions when it's called upon. So um, we'll see what happens with that as well, too. My other topic before we leave this LeBron James topic is, you know, with it being such a fast turnaround, you know, from the finals in the bubble and, and starting back up and, 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 you know, Miami and the Lakers being the team that probably needed the rest the most. Uh, do you think this is, you know, even if they quote unquote have the playing game and like you said, play like the Phoenix Suns in the first <laughs> round and whatnot as well too. Do you think it's a blessing in disguise for the modern day GOAT and AD uh, to basically be missing some time to recover right now and be fully refreshed for this new playoff run? Uh, I think as long as it, and these guys are superstars, definitely LeBron James, this really, this comment doesn't matter. But as long as they, you know, it's a refreshing thing and not like a, a loser step thing, always, you know, I'm sure those guys would love some time off, but they didn't get any time off before, uh, which could be possibly a result of AD's injury, not LeBron's, because we know how that happened. But I think maybe for AD, it's a good thing for LeBron. I think he just wants to be a well-oiled machine. Uh, we don't know. We don't have his body, never will. <laughs> so, um, you know, hopefully it's one of those things where it's not like, oh, age catching up and everything's hurting and stuff. He takes care of himself and it's just like, all right, let's go back. You know, I'm, I'm good to go. Let's go. Yeah, yeah for sure. So we're going to continue to monitor this injury. Like I said, um, it's going to be weird not seeing LeBron James uh, just playing for an extended period of time. I mean, we got a little taste of that back when you signed with the Lakers, but this this is completely different. So um, we'll see how they are. But more importantly, I, I want to see who's who's going to step the hell up uh, for the Lakers right now. I, I don't – I see them getting – I don't even see them winning above 500, um, probably a little bit below 500, but just, like, fighting there. But we'll see because yeah. LeBron is that that offense. You know what I'm saying? He's the, he's the director of the whole film. So right. we'll see how that goes as well too. Um now, speaking of, you know, you know, more moving topics, rather, uh, you know, there's been talks about LaMelo Ball. Is he the clear-cut rookie of the year? Does he have some competition? I think he's a clear-cut rookie of the year as well, too. I mean, I was pulling up some stats, right? Um, mm -hmm. In this season, he's been pretty much hooping. Uh, 16 points per game, six rebounds, six assists, 38% from three, 45% from the field, and shooting over 80% from the free throw line as well, too. Um, and what's crazy is he started off coming off the bench, um, and it was kind of a blessing in disguise because once Graham went down, that's when he actually started. But the games he didn't start, they were 9-11, and 11, I believe, and he averaged 12, 6-6, six and six, and only shot 43% from the field, um, and then more importantly, 29% from three. And then once he started those 21 games, he went from averaging 12 points per game and then just solely focusing on starting 20 points per game, six assists, six rebounds, two steals, um, and then 43% from three, 84% from free throw, and they have an over 500 record as well, too. Um, what are your thoughts on, you know, LaMelo Ball this year? Um, is he the clear-cut rookie of the year for you? Um, and I guess what are, your, what are your expectations for him moving forward? Do you think he has a chance to be – one of the greats, um, you know, LeBron commenting on, obviously they, there was a little back and forth. They try to hype it up and get a story out of it. LeBron versus LaMelo, kind of like how they did it a couple of years ago, Luca versus LeBron, like, oh my God, the second yeah. coming, what's going to happen? Um, but what are your thoughts on LaMelo? I mean, LeBron came out after the game, 
Um, it was a little petty as well, too. I, I think he had a little quote. I forgot from which rap artist, but he went on his Instagram and basically had all posts of him and Lamella in the frame. Like one when he went for a dunk and one when Lamella's moving out the way. And he's just like, yo, like, I'm still the king. Y'all y'all got to relax. Media, y'all got to relax as well, too. But he came out after the game and said, um, he's damn good. He's damn good to be at, at he's damn good to be his age. Um, and then he also says speed is quickness, his ability to make shots, basket in the paint. Um, and he's only going to get better. You know, every game is a learning experience for him. He's going to get better as the season goes on and his career goes on as well, too. And like I said, right now, um, the Hornets are currently in the seventh seed. Um, obviously, that's a play in, but, you know, no one thought that they were going to be this good. But what are your thoughts on LaMelo? Uh, I think LaMelo is. I think he's clear cut MVP for me um, as well. Uh, and that says a lot when you're in a, a top three of your class uh, with a guy like Anthony Edwards, 30.6 points per game, uh, about five and a half rebounds per game, uh, two assists per game. Uh, then you got Quickly, who also is right around 17 and uh, points per 17 and a half points per game. So we'll say 18 points per game. And he has about, you know, 3.2.3 assist a game. Um, but then you get to LaMelo Ball stats, which I think you read them off. But um, you got 17.2 points per game, uh, 5.6 uh, assists per game. We'll round up to six. Um, you get 4.85 rebounds per game, uh, clearly affecting your team. You know, clearly, clearly, clearly. On top of that, Hornets are a seventh in the east so you know a team that we were like doesn't really matter when it comes to playoffs anymore and and side note hawks are fifth in the east interesting um but (laughs) yeah uh but but him being there and affecting the game again we always talk about Lamelo. uh we talk about lavar and now he's almost gonna be in the league and (laughs) shout outs to him you know Step, uh, not step, uh, but uh, Father's Day for him this year should be banging. You know what I'm saying? He should, he should go crazy. He should go crazy. Uh, but Lamelo's been doing everything we expected him to do up until this point. Like maybe ex- far exceeding ex- uh, expectations because you're like, oh, it's small. It's not, uh, the game's not the same as you know overseas, whatever like that. But he's been playing with grown men since he was 16, 15 years old. He's six, seven. Uh, what? 18, 19, 19 maybe, uh, years old right now, only getting better. Uh, we haven't seen his quote-unquote NBA body that, you know, comes. We They say, oh, the game slows down for them after about two or three years. We haven't seen that version of him yet either, and he still kind of gets his spots, does what he wants to do, gets wherever he wants to uh, be on the floor. Um, I think the next step for him is probably going to be, like, just imposing his will from, like, a, you know, that that – you know, RIP Kobe that, you know, get out the way, I'll get it on the elbow and get effortless, effortless points. You know, I can go for a 40 if I feel like whenever. Um, and this is, you know, further down the road, but him at six seven at a point guard, I don't see teams, unless they put like a shooting guard, their best defender on him. Uh, I don't see other teams guards, you know, guarding him too often. If not, it's going to be trouble for him because he's going to be like, all right, well, bucket, easy bucket, easy bucket, easy bucket. And he can work that that short corner to that block, to that elbow, to even just being out in space on the wings and top of the key. Like it, there, there's a very, very high ceiling for him at six, seven point guard fast and can see the whole floor. Uh, 
you know, this is a very bright outlook and it's somebody I'm excited to keep watching. Um, but, but clear cut MVP has Hornets where they, you know, want to be in with the fall of, you know, we get to the Celtics and uh, with the Knicks who are good this year, but, you know, we've never seen them be consistent with the Hawks that are surprised. Heat's always consistent. Books have been consistent. Um, and the Nets who we think we, we, we believe should be around for a little, uh, should be, uh, you know, around for a little bit as far as prominence. I think he could, they could be a staple in the East if they, you know, don't do any bonehead stuff, keep up and and, and keep revitalized, it, following somebody and having to to somebody that could be a quote unquote leader down the future like Lamelo Ball. So, yeah, I have to agree with you. Uh, we, we, yeah, we'll definitely see as well too. So, I would love to see Lamelo in the first round of playoffs. Regardless, I think that yeah. would be exciting um, as well too because he's he's special. Um, he's they put a nets right special. now. That would be really cool. Yeah, for sure. Um, so, you know, sticking on the balls, the ball brothers um, in general, LeVar Ball, <laughs> obviously, pause. LeVar Ball almost, um, LeVar Ball basically came out the other day and, you know, he got to stay relevant at one point. So basically he was like, I don't know what the Pelicans are d- going to do. I hope he's traded, though. Uh, I don't like watching the way that he's playing. He can't stay in New Orleans. Come on, man. Um, so Lonzo Le- Le- Ball um, basically has been – on trade rumors right now. Um, And I think he's going to be a restricted free agent coming up this season as well, too. So he definitely wants to get paid. Um, And this season he's been been pretty solid, uh, 14, 6, and 4. And most importantly, his free throw percentage has improved up to 76%. And his three-point percentage um, is up at 38% as well, too. Um, So it's kind of weird, right? Because obviously like with the Pelicans is something where you just have to wait and, and let these players and let this team develop as well too. Um, because they already have, like I said, their focal point and Brandon Ingram and, and Zion Williamson as well too. And it feels, it, it just seems like they just need to take some time to kind of figure out how they want to build around um, a duo like this as well too. And I'm just trying to wonder with him being in these rumors, is he going to be a part of that? Do they want to ink him to a long-term deal as well, too? Because he's been balling this year, um, but just not to the level in which his dad hyped him up as that number two pick. You know, I remember Magic Johnson back when he was still, you know, the GM of the Lakers. He was saying, yo, your jersey's going to be hanging out on the Raptors on the Raptors when it's all said and done right now. And literally, you know, he's going to get traded after two seasons. Um, but if you can get AD, you're going to get AD, right? Okay. Um, but, yeah, like, what are your thoughts on all that as well, too? And, and if he does get traded... Um, you know, where do you actually see him going right now? Because the biggest talks for, well, from what I've heard, this team right here could use him as well, too. But what are, you, what are your thoughts on, on LeVar and, and Lonzo and, and his future and all that stuff as well, too? Um, I think it's interesting. I think the Pelicans might try to keep him for a little bit uh, uh, solely because, again, it's a team that's growing unless they just want to bring in somebody to, possibly a veteran, but they have some veterans on their squad. But I think Lonzo does what you need him to do from a guard standpoint. You know, he defends well. He can initiate the offense. Uh, he's been hitting shots more consistently than we thought he would just in general. Um, and again, like like you said, the free throw uh, percentage. So um, I think they'll try to keep him uh, possible trade destinations, uh, possibly uh, uh, um, Chicago Bulls, you know, Pairing him with Zach Levine. Um, I like Kobe White, though. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, 
Kobe White is also a scorer too, you know. That is more true. more of a scorer, you could say, and then just you know, space the floor with them. Six uh, six. Yeah, yeah. So adds to the length, um, maybe shake some things up in Chicago. Um and, and you know, let White get loose a little bit more because Lonzo doesn't have to have the offense run through him, quote unquote. It doesn't, you know, he's not the perennial scorer that you're gonna want. You got Levine, you got Kobe White, they could also do that. Or they could even run in tandem. I think, you know, possibly. Uh, like you said, the Clippers. Clippers need a guard, uh, need somebody that can also guard from the guard that would make him even more of an elite uh defensive team. Um, so that'd be dope. And and with you know them losing Montrans Harrell, that's also a blow. So you have a few more perimeter guards in a West that you need some perimeter players for. Um so we'll see how that goes. Uh like I said, you can stay with the Pelicans. Yeah, so if I had to choose what would happen, I think uh Depending on how unhappy he might actually be, uh, I think Pelicans will, will again try to keep him. But then um, I don't really know how the Clips have been moving in free agency per se. Like we kind of saw some of the movement they made last year. They let Montrez Harrell go, whatever that was about. Um, but I think that could be this could be a really good move for them somehow some way if this like it was a turnout and, and the pelicans were where they give him up just like that but uh or you know he's gonna be a unrestricted free agent if they can't come to a, an agreement but i think the clippers you know why not and he i think his dad is saying that one we have to give credit to lavar ball for being in in some way shape or form a genius uh <laughs> or or just you know uh intuitive enough to put his sons in an amazing position which every man wants to do but you know you think about uh, what every black man would want for his, you know, his sons, you know, they want to be successful and not have to worry about anything. And, you know, we, we, um, there's such a significance in our communities for sports, for competitive competitiveness, um, for a black man to have, uh, you know, that many sons in the NBA or in that professional professional sports realm. You got to give him, you know, his kudos and you can't look at him as a dummy because that's not easy at all that's you know there's nothing there's no science there's no playbook for that for success of a black man and his children and his family uh within uh you know america or even within this world you know per se so when he says stuff we know we ride it out we write it off we say oh it's lebron uh, LeBron ball just talking but the last few times he's said stuff have they not come true have they not has there not been some kind of inclination and i think he might be saying that he's like oh he doesn't even like it there well, what is uh lonzo ball and the ball family like probably la where they're from you know what i'm saying you know probably california los angeles such and such like that so maybe that's a beacon and a foreshadowing of him going to the clippers or or trying to make that push to, to play in on the clippers uh probably not the lakers but on the clippers again you know what i'm saying yeah that, that would be dope um I just wonder, like, who would they give up as well, too? Because I still, <clears throat> I still want Lou to be the energizer off the bench when it's all said and done. Someone who can give me a bucket. Uh, I mean, I would sacrifice Patrick Beverly, but do 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 do, do, do the Pelicans want Pat Bev, who has a knee a knee problem? Do you yeah. give away Reggie Jackson? Uh, you you really can't give away Luke Kennard because they signed him, I think, for forty million. He's not even playing. <laughs> like, Very interesting. Garbage time. He ain't playing. So I'm looking at a list, maybe Marcus Morris Sr., but I mean, it kind of really just depends on how 
the Pelicans want to construct their roster around their two stars. They just their two stars are just very weird, a weird pairing, which can work, but they're kind of a weird pairing. So it's kind of just hard to to figure out how you want to build around them as well, too. But I would love uh yeah, definitely love Lonzo over there as well. Too. I mean, the, the point guard spot is is pretty premier right now. So every every team pretty much has their point guard locked up for the future. So um with the Clippers who need the most help at the point guard position right now, I think that would be a good fit. But um, if I'm the Pelicans, um, I'll sign them and, you know, maybe down the line, you know, see how it pans out. Like I said, tweak the roster a little bit. But if it's something where, you know, you decide for a two, three weeks that you want to make him the number two option or whatever you want to do, you can always trade him and get some pieces back as well, too. So I'll, I'll hold on to him for now. But like you said, if he ain't happy, um, then just trade him and, you know, he'll, he'll be fine wherever he goes as well, too. But um, him being his his father's son is always going to be scrutiny with him um from when he from when he basically retires so he will always be linked to 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 Lavar more so than LaMelo when i think of LaMelo i just think of LaMelo when i think of Lonzo i think of his dad which is crazy um but we'll see <laughs> what crazy. happens with that as well too um moving topics man what the hell are the Boston Celtics doing, bro? <laughs> uh, we were just talking about how oh, trash they have been playing. I haven't been playing up to par. And then we were talking about how good they looked as well, too, because they jumped from, I think it was like, I don't even know what seat it was, but they jumped all the way up to as like high as a four seat. We're like, all right, yeah, you know, Boston's back on track, X, Y, and Z. But now they're 20 and 21. Now they're the AC in the East. Now we're in the second half of the season. Now is the time where you're supposed to be separating yourself amongst your competition to basically see who do we think um, has a legit shot to win a championship. You know, this is a team that's on a three-game losing streak. Now, I know we shouldn't panic. It's been an unprecedented year as well, too. Um, But, you know, you got your stars in Kemba. You got your stars in Tatum. You got your stars in Brown. Um, Marcus Smart is is back, too, who missed some time, extensive amount of time. Brown's been out of line. He's finally healthy now. Tatum obviously had covid um, and then we had Kemba, who had the knee operation, stem cell knee operation, who looks like he's in performance now, too. But, like, like, what do you think it is? Do you think it's the lack of talent that they have, the lack of leadership that they have, um, bad coaching? I mean, we talked about it before in the past, but it's just like, bro, like, this is this is where you make that final push. There's only, like, 30 more games left. Like, you need to step your shit up. Like, when I think of the Celtics, I think of that team that went to the conference finals against LeBron in the, with the Cavs last year, or even last year when we went to the conference finals. Like I, I have high hopes for them based on their star power that they have in, in those two young cats right now. But now it's just like, yo, you're going to have to potentially have a plan. And who's to say that, you know, once you get in the plan, if you if you make it, I think it's but for, for the AC versus the nine seed is, is basically if the AC wins one game, they go on. But if the nine seed wins, that first game, it becomes the best out of three. So it's just like, yo, y'all could potentially miss the playoffs this year. Um, yeah. So do you think they're actually like, are they rebuilding without them even realizing it or coming to a realization with that? Like, what are your thoughts on Boston, man? Um, at this point, it just seems like a, like a lot of moving pieces. Like we keep re like re revisiting this, and it's like, mm-hmm. what is going on with them? It's like. <laughs> It's one of those things where it's like there's should be nothing wrong with this relationship, but we just are not happy. You know what I'm saying? Like, uh, so um, 
this is this is kind of mind-boggling i don't know like they're slipping is it a motivation thing is it a leadership thing there's a lot of scapegoat things like uh i think and they're they're young still you know i mean honestly they're, they're young still they have uh young players that have experience in the jason brown and the uh jalen brown and jason tatum excuse me uh and even like to get given up a, a Gordon Hayward, he wasn't doing much for them. Now he's, you know, actually the Hornets are getting their money's worth for him. Thank God. Cause we thought he had tricked Michael Jordan. Uh, but <laughs> this Celtics team, <laughs> it's like, this is going to be the first time, but I don't know what's wrong with them. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> that's my, that's my hot take on it. I don't know. <laughs> I have no idea. that's that on that for me i don't know yeah yeah i don't know bro there's also been rumors that uh brad stevens potentially wants to basically uh, after the season go to the uh indiana pacers um obviously he has some roots over there as well too um, but yeah, I I don't know, bro. Um, I know Jason Tatum came out like uh, not too long ago and said like he hasn't been the same since COVID, but he knows it's gonna get better moving forward. But I don't know, bro. Um, I mean they they lost Kyrie, they lost Gordon Hayward, who they should have kept as well too. Um, they had Al Horford at one point. They had everything they needed, but. I don't know, man. It's one of those things where we just go have to watch. I, yeah, man. <laughs> like, I would love like a detail to come out. Like, you know how my mom, my, how my mind works. Like, yeah. I could pick out something. This is gonna, this, this will be my homework assignment. I'll go and I'll just like we'll just watch them really closely and see if I find like anything, <laughs> anything that will like spark. <laughs> but, bro, like, I couldn't. I, I just, there's there's nothing to cook with in here right now. <laughs> Like what's going on with them? We don't know. Yeah, yeah man. Yeah, I don't know. I um, well too. What was it? It was uh <laughs> Star Wars, right? It was Star Wars, and and you seen it, right? You seen the Star Wars movies? I'm not the biggest Star Wars guy, so you can still right. you can still you know so, enlighten. So us. check this out, and All I right. want I would like you to check them out because the third one's my favorite movie because it's uh it's the illustration of what a uh uprising and in in a in a, in a total takeover and a switch from uh from light to dark energy would be that's when like everything happens when dark vader is created all that stuff you know what i'm saying and 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 kind of the sins quote unquote that rule the galaxy until uh you know luke skywalker and her sister and his, and his sister has have come to age um so this is what happens and and Fan, sorry, I'm a geek, but follow me here and we'll get back to basketball. <laughs> right. Give me two, give me one minute. Um, so this is what happens, right? So we're in relation to Boston Celtics. Um, so it, it pretty much happens, boom, boom, boom. Uh Anakin Skywalker, you know, he loses it, he loses himself, becomes who he becomes, such and such like that. Um, and there was one scene where Padme was pregnant, he like kind of gets aggressive where he's like, Padme, like you're going with obi-wan and then the end of the movie comes anakin obi-wan duel and boom here's padme who has to have these children when 
literally the world is falling apart, right? Everything is falling apart. Um, people either do know or they don't know what's going on. The biggest person that knows is like Yoda and, and, and Obi-Wan. Other than that, Panama has no idea why Anakin's acting this way, such and such, yeah. so on and so forth. And at the end of it, they're delivering the kids and it's like, oh, you know, it's a boy, Luke. Oh, it's a boy, Leia, Luke and Leia, you know, are our heroes. And then all of a sudden, doing, 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 doing. It's like, what is that? Oh, she's dying. It's like, but why? She's completely healthy. And it's like, uh, she's lost the will to live for whatever reason. I feel like the Boston Celtics have lost the will to, you know, play the game for, for, for this team and for this season. I don't know what the outlook is. And when you said, uh, when you said, uh, Stevens and how he kind of wants to go to the Pacers, it kind of made me think of that. It's like they, there's there's a loss of will here somewhere. We don't know what it is. Um, you know, Jason Tatum coming off of a of COVID, which is very serious. You know, uh, but as an overall, if we keep it just a basketball thing, we want to know what's going on. And the life thing is going off. There's been no prior history of disease, illness, such and such, yada yada, like that. For everything that we see from this chart on a piece of paper. This team should be thriving, living, top four in the Eastern Conference. And wh- what's going on? It's like, well, she they've lost the will to, to live somehow, some way. So sorry, fans, but that that's my analogy for today. <laughs> no, I like that analogy as well, too. I might have to chop it up and just put like a little graphic of who what what if I had to put a graphic, what what Star Wars character would I put up there? Uh you have to put uh Padme. Who's Anakin's <laughs> lover, or and the, and the and the mother of uh, Luke and Leah, Leia? Oh, yeah, uh, Padme. That that's that that's hilarious, man. Yeah, that's man. hilarious as well. Cool. Um, so moving topics from there, man. Um, staying in the East as well too, because I mean the East is pretty exciting now now nowadays as well too. Um, a team that's been that we've talked about a couple episodes back that we didn't really know what the hell was gonna happen was the Miami Heat. Um, they slowly came from like I think like the 13th seed, and now they're the four seed, which we thought would have substance would be. Um, but obviously, like I said, COVID injuries, fast turnaround, really didn't necessarily treat them to what treat them the best as well too. But um, more importantly, it's been Jimmy Butler's availability um, as well too. So right now they're 22 and 20. Um, seven and three in their last 10 games. And like I said, the biggest difference would probably be Jimmy Butler as well, too. Um, he's been balling out of his mind um, this season. He's been averaging 22, eight and eight, 48% from the field, over 85% from the free throw line as well, too. Still could do a little bit better at three, but he's not really attempting as much threes as he's normally used to playing. Um, and Jimmy Butler, I mean, he's played out of 42 games. He's only played 28. So, Obviously, they they look lost without him as well, too. Um, but, I mean, he's been flat-out sensational. Um, I think since he's been back, like, since they've been winning-winning, uh, yeah. I think he's been averaging almost, like, 25 points. So, basically, the Jimmy Butler that we saw um, not only in the playoffs, but more importantly in the finals matchup against Braun, that's the Jimmy Butler we've been getting um, as well, too. So, um, I know when we had our early predictions, I said, <clears throat> you know, I asked you, um, you know, how far – you think my well, where do you think they finish out in seeds? We didn't foresee James Harden coming, you know. Say so we didn't we didn't foresee the the 76ers taking it to another level. We didn't we didn't know that. And and I just thought with them 
catching their stride late last year and getting their confidence and, and their player development and, and them just having that, that, that blue collar mentality. I just felt like they were going to be that team who was going to be the constant um, level. They were going to come basically prepared with a constant level um, of expertise on playing and just be the most fluid team. So I thought they were going to be like a top three C, but I mean, four isn't too bad as well too. Um, you know, what are your thoughts on, you know, Miami, the Miami Heat as of late as well too, Jimmy Butler, um, because right now he's getting some MVP buzz as well too. And, and this yeah. is, we're, we're going to talk about this as our last topic, but this MVP race is just something where it's probably the most wide open um, as well, yeah. too, especially with these injuries that have been happening as well too. Because when early in the season, we said, oh, KD, and KD goes, down. oh, Joel Embiid, LeBron James, James Harden, like it's just changing every freaking week. So um, yeah, what are your thoughts on Miami Heat, Jimmy Butler? Um, and do you think they have what it takes to, you know, make some noise when it when it comes playoff time? Yeah, um, of course. Uh, right now they will be matched up with the Hawks, who are playing very well. But um, it's one of those things where you just don't want to run into a team like that. Like it's very dangerous. It's like oh, it looks cute, but like that thing will, will kill you. Like <laughs> currently, like the Miami Heat are like hippos. <laughs> like. You know, you know, like how much like hippos be killing people like each year, like compared to like sharks and other things like hippos will like kill you and they like run underwater. Like there's like a whole like there's like a list of facts about hippos that sorry, this is off on tangent, but the Miami <laughs> Heat, <laughs> the Miami Heat, like they're, they're a dangerous team <laughs> and <laughs> we'll talk about that later. But uh, They're a dangerous team and like a team like the Hawks don't want to see them. A lot, I feel like a lot of people don't want to see him well-oiled. And Jimmy Butler's one of those people that, like, you know, you come in the gym and you just hate to play against him because, you know, he's going to – if he's healthy and he's available, he's going to win. He's going to find some way to win. Like, way, you can be a competitor. But he's the competitor's competitor. Like, he – like, that mentality is like, oh, I'm just going to go get into that. And it doesn't matter if he has five points or he has 25 points or 55 points, whatever like that. Because Jimmy Butler is not selfish in that. As long as his team gets over and gets to victory and wants to compete, he'll find a way. You know, Jimmy Butler being on the floor doesn't mean he's going to torch you for whatever like that, but he's going to get the job done. And that's just, you know, some some people have their vices when it comes to productions. Like, oh, he has to have assists to get going. He has to score to get going. Oh, he has to get some rebounds. Oh, he has to, you know, be able to cut thoroughly. You know, they could be playing barefoot on the beach and Jimmy Butler would find a way to win the game or, you know, down at the playground playing like, you know, prison ball, whatever like that. I feel like Jimmy Butler would find a way to win the game. He's a hooper. He's going to find a way to win the game. Um, and, and, and just that factor alone, one, makes him an honorable mention for our later topic. But two, it makes the heat. And, and company, it's like, yo, this is kind of crazy. Uh, so, so yeah, then being at fourth place, uh, not being a well-oiled machine per se, uh, but a team that can get hot and play consistently that you don't want to see for seven games anywhere, uh, definitely in the Eastern Conference. That's one of those things where it's like, you know, they got rid of the, the Milwaukee Bucks last year. You know, we we are not haven't seen them in a scenario where they are having to go up against a, a team of star caliber like the um like the Nets but even still like I think Philadelphia even would be like uh you know they would rather not have to go a Miami Heat route so 
I think everybody but possibly the Nets, and they could even give the Nets some fits. You know, what is Katie? Katie's not playing right now, is he? Or is he? Is he but yeah, so he's not. Yeah, he's not playing right now. Any, uh, you know, supposedly coming back and everything like that. But even a team like that, you you don't really want to run into to those guys in, in a back alley. So uh, shout out to the Miami Heat. Shout out to Jimmy Butler. So and we'll see what happens going forward. Um, do I see them climbing any more spots? Uh, another five games behind the Bucks. I don't see that happening. The Bucks are have won eleven of the last twelve, which is crazy. Um, so I see them staying right around that four fifth seed because they're the same record, literally, and winning percentage as the Hawks. Um, don't see the Knicks moving up too much more. Uh, I think this is a pretty solid lineup from one to five or one yeah from one to five right now. Maybe the Knicks could capture that sixth place, depending on what the Hawks do. Maybe they're just in a hot streak, but I feel like the Heat are going to stick around that one through uh, one through four area and probably not even crack three because of the Bucks and how they're performing and the rest of the, the group in the, in, the, in the lead. So, yeah. Yeah, and also, um, I think they're just going to, yeah, they're going to lean off of, you know, what got them there as well, too. And then, obviously, we already know about the Myers Leonard situation um, that happened a few weeks ago as well too. RIP Myers Leonard. Um, <laughs> hopefully you you learn from your mistake and just try to be knowledgeable about certain things and not ignorant. But say that for another day. Um, yeah. But yeah, he got traded for um, for a second round pick um, for Trevor Reza. So Trevor Reza is the newest addition for the Miami Heat as well too. So that's someone obviously we haven't seen him play in a while. The last time we actually talked about him was when. I don't mean to get into their personal business, but he couldn't join the bubble because of custody issues as well, too. Oh, yeah. Um, so, yeah, well, I guess we'll see how he's utilized. Obviously, he's someone who has championship pedigree, um, someone who was part of that deep run uh, with Kobe and, you know, with James Harden as well, too, with, the, with that the very efficient three-point analytics-based Rockets team as well, too. Um, and as someone who, you know, can space the floor and, and guard your perimeter players as well, too. So maybe the Miami Heat are going to say, all right, it could be a lineup where we have Jimmy with Bam, maybe Tyler or Drogic to flip one of those or use one of those with Ariza and Iggy or something like that. So because um, that's what it's going to come down to. Can you make because it looks like the Nets from what I've seen so far with the Brooklyn Nets, Every game, basically, they win comes down to the wire. So can you make enough stops and can you just – not even enough stops. Can you make it as difficult as possible on your juggernaut um, and try to keep the game close or whatnot as well, too? So we'll see what type of, what type of you know, depth um, that Ariza is going to add to them as well, too. So it's going to be interesting. But I agree with you. I, with the Bucks, in which we're about to talk about next, being on a hot roll right now, 76ers and, and the Nets – um, just being a couple games above 500 compared to the Heat. I seem to stay in the four or five seat. Knicks could possibly go up. Um, we don't realize in the not, but Derrick Rose has been out because of COVID as well, too. So I think he's missed the past two weeks. And mm. before he got hurt, they were above 500. But um, we'll, we'll see what happens. Uh, we'll definitely see what happens as well, too. Now, changing gears, like you said as well, the Bucks, um have been balling on the low, low. I guess, you know, it's just one of those things, you know, Giannis is a, you know, reigning defensive player of the year and then two-time MVP as well, too. And it just seems like it's what have you done for me lately. And the fact that he hasn't reached that pinnacle of, you know, getting to the finals and, and just coming up short, we really don't, you know, give a damn about what they've been doing. But they, like you said, out of the last 12 games, they're 11-1. and 
Um, and Giannis has been doing Giannis things, video game numbers, 29, 12, and mm-hmm. eight, which I've been surprising enough, eight assists, um, which I think in the regular season only averaged four or five, but in that winning game, winning streak, eight assists, I think he put up like three straight triple doubles, and he's been shooting more confidently from three, not necessarily the best, but 35% is pretty damn good for his um, his style of play, his build. And um, yeah. he's been shooting 78% from the free throw line, which is damn good as well, too. Um, and what I'm more Im- impressed about with this win streak with the Bucks, they've won in every single way. Blowouts, comebacks, playing in crunch time as well, too. And Giannis has looked like the Giannis, which we've been wanting to see, especially when I saw him against the Sixers a couple of days ago as well, too. Mm-hmm. But they're playing well down the stretch. He's playing well down the stretch. They're attacking the he's attacking the basket. He's glassing that defense, giving giving it to the open man, knocking down threes. And more importantly, they're all-star caliber players in Middleton, all-star caliber player in Juhade, who's healthy now and, and is not a part of COVID anymore. Um, they're they're playing they're playing great basketball down the stretch as well, too. So I think this year, knowing that you know, Giannis signed that extension, and nowadays, even if you sign that extension, you we saw with James Harden, if you got a couple of years left on your contract, if you want to get the hell out of where you are, you can get the hell out of where you are as well, too. But knowing that there's a lot of pressure on the coaching staff, uh, especially Coach Bud and, you know, them trading to get Drew Hodden and gutting their, their roster and whatnot as well, too, we have high expectations for them as well, too. So I think with Coach Bud being on the hot seat, He's been kind of playing around and um, playing chess essentially with this roster and going up with different lineups down the, down down the line as well too. So I think they need games like this um, because a, a lot of times last year and the year before they would just breeze through teams and they really wouldn't play meaningful basketball when it came down to it. You know that final stretch in the fourth quarter as well too. So I think these games are going to serve as a great test for them moving forward as well too. Um, and then also they just acquired PJ Tucker as well too. Mm-hmm. So. That's another person that we can look for down the line in that small ball against the Nets or against Philly, where you probably have Giannis at the five. At the four, you have P.J. Tucker. At the three, you have Middleton. And then you have probably, what, DiVincenzo and, and Drew Holiday to end out the game. Or if you want to go big, you keep Lopez there as well. Um, so what are your thoughts on the Bucks? you know, slowly but surely creeping up? You know, they could get as high as a one seat. We don't know. And beat still out. Um, Katie's been out out of the lineup for a little bit as well too. Kyrie's been in and out as well too. They just lost in the Magic, but what are your thoughts on you know Giannis, the Bucks, um, you know their future as far as the playoff goes, and then obviously the addition of my former center at six five, PJ Tucker, <laughs> your favorite center. Um, <laughs> no, the Bucks have looked really good again. Like we said, uh, the last eleven out of twelve of uh, their games, they've uh, won in in a plethora of different ways um Giannis emerging and and uh, a guy that's on my list uh so so he's he's getting the job done uh coaching the hot seat um his quote he, they already said um that you know the bucks are just playing for them you know really just trying to get it done uh buying in they're all in on in that locker room which they have a lot of good pieces man they got Paul Millsap that um he was scoring at will, even with uh, Giannis going down last year. Uh, right, he he went down. He, he was injured for a little bit in that playoff run. So uh, you know, Paul Paul Millsap was keeping them in. He's a he, 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 Chris uh, Middleton, uh, uh, huh? You talking about Chris Middleton? Middleton? Yeah, Middleton. Yeah. I keep getting Millsap. Lord have mercy. It's Sunday. Um, but uh, Chris Middleton, who's um, who 
kind of for them is is is, is one B in a way. You know, he, he can score in, in bunches and in in a plethora of ways, um, as well as the different pieces you have. And you just got PJ Tucker, who's a, a hell of a defender and is definitely going to help with some of the teams coming down the stretch if they have to face the Nets uh, and so on and so forth. So the Bucks look really good, um, and I think they could they could. Damn near fight for that one seed. Doc Rivers and and company and and Joel Embiid are in that one spot. Uh, but we're gonna talk about him soon. Uh, you know, just with him and, and him possibly going down and being banged up. I think the Bucks could be primed to take that one seed and kind of have smoother sailing than they would expect. Uh, we would have had expected them to have a few weeks ago. So, um, we'll see what happens with them. Yeah, for sure. And also, um. Warren just texted me as well, too. He said, put some respect on the Hawks' name. Um, so I didn't even know this. Like you said, they, they crept up out of nowhere because they were one of the bottom-tier teams, and then they, they crept up. <laughs> now you said what they're the fifth seed as well, too. Um, so Warren said the Hawks are 8-0 with their new head coach and have been keeping teams under 99 points per game in those games and are now the fifth seed in the East, being 22-20. and and apparently Trey Young and the, their former coach didn't get along, even though they got he got fired. And now Nate McMillan, who was the former, I think, Pacers coach, is now their coach as well, too. So oh, wow. Give my flowers to them. Yeah. Definitely give my flowers to them as well, too. Um, so moving on from there, man. Um, Blake Griffin, obviously, you know, you were you were gone as well, too. Um, but I want to talk about this briefly as well, too. Blake Griffin, um, you know, has been the topic of discussion the past couple weeks as well, too. He's actually set to make his debut today against the Washington Wizards as well, too. Obviously, he's going to be on a minute restriction. Um, he could have been playing sooner, but the fact that they came to him and basically said, yo, um, we're going to shop you. If we can't shop you, we're going to buy you out. So he missed a good amount of games. And obviously, he has a history of knee-related knee problems. They just wanted to slowly ramp him up. Um, so he can be good to go moving forward um, and make a, day, a deep playoff run as well, too. Um, so I'm excited because I don't really I don't really look at the the 20 game sample size he played with with the Pistons as where he is right now. You know, he played, mm -hmm. like I said, he played those 20 games, average 12 points, five rebounds, four assists, only shot 37 percent from the field um, and 32 percent from three and 71 percent from the free throw line as well, too. I don't really hold that against him. I really think it serves as an anomaly because when I think of Blake, I think of that last fully healthy season that he had um, when he played, when he played 75 games, averaged 25, seven and six, um, shot over 40% from three or 37% from three and, and damn near under 47% uh, from the field. And it was just dominant as well too. So obviously it's going to be a little different um, as well too, because you're now, Obviously not a top three option, so you can go anywhere Definitely from not. four to the fifth to the sixth option as well, too. But I'm excited because I still think he has enough left in the tank. And, you know, I was talking to Warren about this, uh, you know, last week or earlier this week as well, too. With me, I'm a little nerd. So when I say that, like right before the season starts, I always look at like my favorite players um, or up and coming teams. Um, they're basically their, their, their media day availability before they start like the preseason one now as well too. And I was just looking at Derek Rose and, and, and Blake Griffin, obviously they're former Pistons. I was looking at their interviews beginning, of, I mean, towards the end of last year before the season started. And you can just tell by the body language of Blake Griffin when he's getting interviewed by all these people on the panel discussion, he won't locked in, you know, yeah. they came to him and basically they probably said, yo, you're going to be 
obviously you're a veteran. Obviously we, we, we traded for you to build around you, but it's not really working. We just signed Jeremy Grant. We just drafted this guy from France. So we want you to be that vocal leader and basically lead by example um, on what it means to be a professional, what it, what it means to, you know, sustain, you know, your, your level of excellence in the league as well too. And you're going to have a reduced role. So here's a guy that's taking 20 plus shots a game. Now you only selectively shooting threes and taking what under 10 shots a game. That just doesn't really make sense to me. So I felt like, you know, even though they didn't really advance far in the Western conference when he was on the Clippers, they still, when we thought about the Clippers back in the day, we thought about, yo, this could be the team that gets to the conference or goes to the championship. Like they were that talented as well too. And he was, their premier player with Chris Paul and DeAndre Jordan. So I just feel like, you know, going into the into the Motor City and him actually being by himself, obviously that probably added more wear and tear to him as well too. Yeah. Um, but I feel like now being in a new atmosphere, reuniting with DJ, um, I think he's going to work wonders. And, and he had a, they had a little interview last week, a little PR for him. He uh, basically, they asked him, yo, like, you haven't dunked in like a year and a half, two years. Like, are you going to dunk? And he just started smirking. He's like, yeah, we're going to see some dunks. So I think he's been holding back um, and has really just been focused on staying healthy. And when the opportunity presented itself, you know, he made that 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 jet, that that leap to the Nets as well, too. Enough of my rant. But, um, you know, obviously this buyout already happened. But like I said, I'm highlighting this because we haven't talked about it. We've been away. Um, and also, like I said, he's debuting tonight against the Wizards. But what are your, what are your thoughts on uh, Blake Griffin? Does he still have enough left in the tank? I think he's a very valuable six man uh, that's coming in and shoot. We really just saw a non-enthusiastic version of him. Then, hey, the sky's the limit for what he could bring off the bench. He could shoot, go out and get 15 points, you know, with his time, 15 to 20 points and and few assists and rebounds. Uh, you know, I think that's that's Blake Griffin. Uh, you know his 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 mo coming in there. He's like, oh, I just want to get loose with some people. Now he got it. Uh, with them, kind of having like they're going. You got a James Harden that's throwing assists to everybody. You getting assists. You getting assists. You getting assists. You know, James Harden's Oprah over there. Um, and it just you know, it's he's gonna be happy to play with them. You know, that screen and roll, shoot, Blake, Blake, damn, they're trying to turn himself into more of a perimeter player. Um, coming down the stretch, uh. All he was doing in uh, uh, in Detroit seemed to be like perimeter stuff. I didn't really see him in any post ups or anything like that. Honestly, like any I agree anything with I see that one. Um, uh-huh. He he was he, when he got to Detroit. That obviously, like I said, with the with him playing above the rim for most of his career, mm-hmm. he was doing everything from basically me and Swiss Army knife handling the ball. Um, and I looked at a couple of highlights because I didn't know if we were going to record or not, too. When he was in Detroit, obviously, he changed his game more so to the mid-range and perimeter. But yeah. whenever he did have that mismatch, he would dominate them in the paint. Like I saw when they were playing the 76, obviously, this is old Joel Embiid, but he was giving Embiid, he was giving Anthony Davis the work in the post. So Give him hell. We'll, we'll, well see. We'll see, but well, enough of me. Yeah, I, I, I was saying that to say that he can get what he wants from a lot of places on the floor. Like, he's not made the transition, but we've seen him out on the perimeter uh, the last few, even more than we've kind of seen him yeah. in a while uh, for, for, for preservation purposes, quite possibly, you know, I'm not going to bang. We're not even going to win anything. So now it's like, 
come off the bench. So I got James, who's uh, still in from the first team. And I got my other guys. I got shooters I can play around and stuff like that. So I'm going to have spacing. And I'm not I'm not even necessarily an option. I'm just a super big threat. You know what I'm saying? That's that's carefree. That's park ball. You know what I'm saying? So uh, we're going to we're going to I feel like we're going to see a lot of cool stuff from Blake, uh, given like there's no fall off anything. I think he's primed and ready and uh, I was going to be excited to go out there and compete with a team that's like the Nets. So see what happens with that. Yeah. Yeah. We'll see. Um, yeah. But just a guy who is another body uh, that you can utilize when you're going up against a team like the 76ers. Um, and, you know, it seems to me Steve Nash is going to go small a lot. So he's either going to play hybrid four or um, um, that mobile five as well, too. And, if Jeff Green has been playing this damn good, I'm assuming if you if you plug in Blake Griffin, you know he's just going to add to that as well too. So it's it's a it's a win win at the end of the day as well too. Um, so mm-hmm. another another security blanket, but damn, you know that's it's huge. I, 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 I forgot I, I meant to do this, but I wanted to count up and tally up the total amount of All Star appearances that that team has had together um, from the player standpoint with Katie, Kyrie, James, Blake, and DeAndre, that that's, that's a good amount. Um, so yeah, we'll see what happens with that. And just sticking on the nets as well too. Should we, should we be concerned with Kevin Durant's injury? I mean, he's missed 23 games and only played 19. Um, and obviously he had the major Achilles injury, you know, and, and took a basically a year and some change to recover. Um, do you think the nets are being cautious because of his injury history or do you just do you just think it's something where with the hamstring is just something that's kind of tricky? Um, and, you know, they're just trying to figure it out day by day as well, too, because right after I assume he's going to be back right after the All-Star break. He had another MRI and they said, yo, he still needs about two to three weeks as well, too. So I don't really know what's going on with that. I've never really pulled my hamstring like that. And obviously his is severely much more different. He's a fucking athlete. But. Are we concerned um, with him moving forward? Because I think, I think without KD, I think the Nets team can still get to the conference finals. With KD, they're the finals favorites, regardless as well, too. Um, so that's something that's interesting as well. And I mean, right now they're they're kind of chilling. Um, they're only one game behind the Philadelphia 76ers right now. They're twenty eight and fourteen. So with Blake coming back um, and Kyrie being relatively healthy, James Harden doing James Harden things, I think they're fine. But I'm more so, I think, com- concerned about. With them not having, I think they only put, played seven games together, their big three. With them only playing that many games together, do you think that's still going to be enough for them to, um, you know, utilize these last, this last half of season, these last 30 games of the season? Do you think that would be enough for them to, you know, be cohesive when it matters the most? Uh, it really just depends on who they're playing uh, as far as the cohesive uh, comment. Um, uh, I, but also, I don't. I think for for a team where that might matter a little bit more for them, it doesn't as much. Uh, their their caliber of of player that they are, mm-hmm. um, how they play, um, how they can get out of each other's way, the weapons they have. I, I mean, other than some, hey, let's run these sets and and get this spacing and and get these uh these these looks that we might want. I don't think that's really gonna affect them that much. Uh. As far as the KD topic, I'm uh, cautious and concerned. Uh, if I'm somebody that is lo- looking at KD's well-being, the Nets are going to be – looks like they're going to be fine. You know, they're not going to be that overall dominating force that uh, we were 
either upset or happy or whatever about, you know, because they were able to acquire all these players on one team. But uh, I, I think they'd be okay. But as far as KD and, and the Nets and his legacy and, and lengthiness, when I see things like this, um, yes, we want to come back for the playoffs. Cool. But at the same time, you know, we just, <laughs> you know, it's always going to become the comparison. But there's LeBron James whose body is out of this world and it's just like that. And they get put into the same sphere. And he has missed, you know, you can count on that on your hand how many, you know, games or how many times he's been, quote, unquote, hurt. Uh, but with KD, we put in the same realm. And he's, you know, the best score we've probably ever seen in the game in, in a lot of ways. Um, and these injuries and it's like, yo, it's another year. And he's, what, 31, 32. And time just keeps ticking. And doesn't wait for anybody. So uh, cautious and concerned, you know, for his health and his well-being. Because at this point, I'm looking at him every time he gets injured. I'm looking at him uh, for the long term, you know. I'm looking at him for a long-term investment, looking at him for long-term health. Uh, so anytime I see something that have, even if it's a tweak, I'm just, like, really worried about it because he has a history of injury. Yeah. Uh, yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, we'll see what happens. Either way, the Nets are – they, they they should have enough depth um, or firepower, rather, to, you know, stay afloat. And like I said, if they're the number two seed without them, just imagine when they have them fully back as well, too. I'm sure it's going to be a slight adjustment period, and James Harden's going to go back more into the point guard road and not be scoring as much because I think James Harden averaged 25, and I think when all three of them play together, I think he only averaged like 19 or 20. Um, yeah. We'll see what happens with that as well, too. So, Hopefully he can get back uh, in time um, because the, the the game misses him. Um, and I just want to see the, the Brooklyn Nets to the full potential as well, too. Okay. Speaking on another injury as well, uh, we already know with Joel Embiid, um, he got a, a, a knee bruise. At first, I got dis- at first I got a little discouraged. I really thought like he had tore something or sprained uh-huh. something. I really didn't know. Um, but it's probably just one of those things where you never really experienced that form of pain before. So we didn't know how severe it was. But when I saw him able to walk on his own, um, there's two things that went ran through my mind. One, I was like, all right, well, you're walking on your own. I think you're fine. I think it's just a little stinger or, like I said, like a slight knee sprain, which Devin Booker just had right before All-Star break. He came back in, like, two weeks. Um, so you had that. And two, I saw when Clay Thompson towards ACL, he was still walking and made those free throws as well, too. So I didn't really know yeah. what to expect. Um, so the fact that they said, they're going to reevaluate him in two weeks. That, that's a good sign because Joel Embiid's been sensational this year as well, too. Like, when I think of Joel Embiid, I think of Hakeem or I think of, like, a Shaq, just pure dominance, 30 points per game, 12 rebounds, three assists, and as a big shooting over 53, 53% of the field and then over 42% from the three. Like, he's shooting that's a crazy. better percentage than these premier shooters that we've talked about already. Yeah. And then as a big, he can stay in the game because he makes 85% of his free throws as well, too. Philly's been the number one seed all year. Um, and, you know, this is only Joel Embiid's – he's been in the league for seven years, but the first two years he didn't play. So this is really his fifth year playing, which yeah. is ridiculous as well, too. Um, and I, right now I think they're 3-1 and one without Embiid since he's been out. So it looks like, the you know, the schedule hasn't been the hardest, but um, it looks like, you know, they have enough, um, you know, depth to, you know, to get ahead to stay afloat as well, too. Um do you think that the 76ers are going to keep that one seed? Do you think Do you think they need it? I think they needed um, 
if they need it, if they have a chance to play against the Nets move forward, because we're anticipating that this is going to be the conference finals matchup. Um, and if the if the Philadelphia 76 can get that one seed and they can force the game seven at Philly, knowing that fans, there's going to be more and more fans coming in day by day. Uh-huh. I think that, that that can help them out as well, too. But if they don't get the number one seed, then I'm a little worried as well, too. But then again, this is this is another weird year as well, too. And then also after that, um, you talked about Will LeBron as well, too. Is this two-week hiatus ruining his MVP chances as well, too? Um, not in beats. I think his performance has been way too uh, dominating. I think it, you know, it puts a little, like, blotch on it. But Embiid, those numbers, you know, at his position <laughs> and what his team is doing right now, no, it doesn't ruin his MVP chances. I think he's still up there. And I think in a in a season that's like this, uh, even with some of the injuries and whatever like that, I think you still kind of throw the guys with the injuries in that pot uh, because of their bodies of work that they've already put up coming this far into the season, honestly. Um, you know, uh, when it comes down to the decision-making for, like, who's, you know, we get into it in a few minutes, um, you know, it, it, your 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 placement of such could be different, but that doesn't hinder Joel and B. The 76ers are hooping. Um, like you said, uh, do you see, do we see them dropping? Uh, I, I low-key still so see them spawn the one if if the Bucks keep going in this two-week period where Joel and B is not here. Um, do they have the pieces that can you know keep them afloat? Of course. Uh, but Joel Embiid not being here, the Bucks just being super hot, uh, the Nets, you know, maybe losing some here or there, uh, you know, could drop to that three seed. But at the same time, I could see everything just staying completely the same too. So uh, it's one of those things where we just got to watch. Um, but it would be super safe for the Sixers to stay in first place in the East. Yeah, I agree with you as well too. So we'll see. Um and now I'm just kind of just accepting Benson Smith for who he is. He's just not going to be a guy that's going to impose his will or just shoot threes. He's just going to be like a supersized, like Jason Kidd or some shit like that. So, um, <laughs> yeah, shout out to, to Tobias Harris. Shout out to Tobias Harris. Um, I think he got slighted for for All Star. Um, he's an All Star in my eyes, and he's been hooping as well too. So I just want to uh-huh. show them some love as well. Um, you know, moving on from them, briefly talk about them. <laughs> It's crazy. You know me. Um, wherever Kawhi goes, I go. But I'm still a Spurs fan, though. Um, obviously, like, when he left the Toronto Raptors, I still had, you know, I was still on that Toronto Raptors, you know, bandwagon as well, too. But I don't know what's going on with them as well, too. Um, I think we have more evidence to point to the why behind they're not, you know, successful as opposed to the Boston Celtics. Well, one, because they technically all their games are on the road. I mean, they you would think they've adjusted to playing in Tampa for their home games, but it's just not the same. That energy is just not the same. That familiarity is just not the same as well, too. And right now they're the 11th seed in the East. This is a team that, with or without Kawhi, leading up until this year, they've been like a top two, top three team every single year in the East. And right now they're the 11th seed. They're 17 to 24 in a seven-game losing streak, one and nine in the last 10 games. <laughs> Do you see them even getting, getting to – at least the 10th seed to, to, to play in. And then do you think after the season, they're going to be like, all right, we're only going to keep Pascal and we're only going to keep Fred Van Fleet. And we're probably going to get rid of Kyle Lowry and get some draft draft compensation back. Like, 
do you see this scenario where they just kind of start start from the bottom again? Uh, I think the front office might have whatever the front office does with uh, uh Shai Ujiri. That's how I'm saying his name, yeah. right? Cool. Yeah. Uh, but that was that was amazing. Kudos to me because I <laughs> was gonna butcher that. I thought I was gonna butcher that. But um, yes, yes, sir, yes, sir. But um, how are they? do it i think you know i think i trust him as a gm uh i think this is going to be a down year regardless in a way for a lot of reasons you know however you know we thought pascal was going to be a little bit more than he was but um right now he's seemed to be consistent in how he's kind of playing and, and the role and the impact you know he's not going to be a Kawhi like figure in any way or maybe even a, a 1b but he can still you know do what he needs to do on the court um I could see him get them get into a play play in. Do I see them bouncing back? No, <laughs> no, not at all. Uh, are they gonna blow up the team? I think that's tough, man. They had they had such a strong brand brand. They're not even two years removed in a way from uh, NBA title, right? Not even two years, maybe two mm-hmm. years coming up. But mm-hmm. uh, I, I, that's tough to say. It's like, hey, we're just gonna abandon shit for a lot of things. I think if it's uh more more realistic for them, and I'm not a, a NBA GM owner, or whatever like that, that knows the ins and outs. If it's more realistic for them, it could happen. But I, I feel like it can still make some moves here and there. Um, that would it look pretty to say, yo, let's bounce this guy, bounce this guy, bounce this guy, because this is not working out. Let's try to get in. But at the end of the day, they're still, even if they do that, they're still gonna be a, a young or relatively new team, whatever pieces they get. And they're still going to need a guy like Kawhi to come in and, you know, impose as well. Even if you are playing well-oiled basketball, um, you're still going to need a superstar. And they don't really have that guy just yet. Yeah, because, yeah, I think I think they're going to try to slight Kyle Lowry and not try to pay him as much as he's worth and just try to get him on that team-friendly deal. Obviously, compensating him, but not as much as – as we as we grow on sure. maybe like that Tim Duncan type of money or that Dirk type of contract as well too to keep building. But I don't see Pascal Siakam ever being a number one uh option. Um I mean he can be a number one option, but when it comes to playoffs, no. Uh so wow. I think he's best served as a Robin. Um and he's proven he served as a Robin, but it's kind of weird. Like he was a Robin, but Kyle Lowry also stepped up as a Robin too. So mm-hmm. maybe he's like a two a two C, I guess, as a number two option. I don't really know. Um, so yeah, they're just missing another, they're missing their home first and foremost, because I think that that definitely is the biggest thing as well. Yeah. And obviously they had, some COVID, they had some COVID problems as well too, a little bit of knickknack injuries along the way as well. Um, I think they can, they can get into the, the playing game. I would like to see them get into the playing game. Um, but if it doesn't happen, then you, I guess you just, you just have to kind of look yourself in the mirror and just figure out what you want to do, but they definitely yeah. do need another star, even like a, like a Zach Levine would be tough for them, but I don't, I don't see the, I don't see the the Bulls getting rid of him as well too. So they may just have to work with what they have, try to try to find someone in the draft, and um, you know, see what happens from there. So I think they're going to be a team that's going to always be like a five through eight seed. Um, mm-hmm. But championship aspirations, I think the window with that closed last year. Like I think last year, knowing that. There was no Kawhi, no LeBron in the Eastern Conference. KD was recovering from his injury. I think that was the year that they could have, yeah, that that could have been the year that that would have got them. That would have been their last year to 
go to the finals even because Miami Heat made the finals last year. Not to take away from them and whatnot, but yeah. that's just how it is as well, too. Moving on to one of our last topics, the Los Angeles Clippers. Um, like I said with me, like you notice, like I haven't really been talking about the Clippers like that this this entire season because I still have that 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 vision or that 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 PTSD rather from oh, how PG breaking that shot, <laughs> a PG breaking that shot, and just Kawhi and PG in general just playing like trash game seven, just the whole team going up three one having championship aspirations, Kawhi and New Bounds with the little crown saying he's the new king of L.A., just all this hype for this blockbuster film, and then you you go to watch the film, and the CGI is just trash. <laughs> disrespect to Justice League, but the Zack Snyder one, if you haven't watched that, which is four hours, is pretty fucking fire. Anyways, okay. go back on topic. Definitely check that that film out, by the way. It's pretty good. You have to break it out, break it into, like, two or three chunks because shit long as okay. hell. But, okay. um... Yeah, man. This whole year, I'm just like, yo, I don't really give a I give a damn what you're doing this season. I just care about how you play in crunch time games, how you sustain your lead, um, and then how how healthy you guys are. Because last year, PG and Kawhi, kind of like with the with the KD situation, they ain't really play that many games together. Kawhi ain't playing back to back, and he just started playing back to back games as well too. And then PG, are you gonna have that dogging when Kawhi is not playing? Or mm-hmm. like I said, when it matters most, are you going to step up and rise to the occasion? Um, so this year, they've been up and down. I mean, they've been high as the two seed, but now I think they're currently the fourth seed behind the Lakers. Um, they're twenty-seven to sixteen, four and six in their last ten games. Pat Bev and, and Serge Ibaka, who are their two starters at point guard and center position, have been in and out the lineup. Um, you know, you have Kawhi questioning the consistency of the team. You have PG complaining about foul calls. Just got docked 25K for that, which is ridiculous. Even though you're making bread, I don't yeah. think – I think you should have some form of, of freedom in your speech and on you calling out, yo, y'all, y'all not calling fouls. Like, what, what's wrong? Yeah. I don't need you to on 25K for that. Um, but this is supposed to be, like I said, with the Celtics as well too, this is kind of supposed to be the stretch where – if you're a championship contending team, like, and even in the past, maybe I just was so spoiled by the Spurs, but the Spurs would be pretty damn consistent one through three seed um, before All-Star break. And then Coach Pop would just turn on a switch, right? Or yeah, with, the, with, the, with LeBron Latina turn on a switch or OKC in the past with KD and Russ, they turn on a switch and you're literally winning almost, you're winning out your games. And if anything, you're losing to another contending team as well too. But to lose to... I'm not saying they lost it, but the Zeus to like the Magic one night, the Bulls or the Hornets, like that's just that's not going to cut it as well. So it's not consistent. But you know, what are your thoughts on 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 the Clippers this year? You think they're still a threat, given everything, <sighs> COVID injuries with 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 AD and LeBron and 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 whatnot as well too? Because I think they can still, I think they can beat Utah. I think they can beat the Phoenix Suns, Lakers. Fully healthy, I'm not so sure. We we don't know. But then again, they did lose to the Nuggets last year. So I, I just don't know. And I, and I feel like they, like we said earlier with the whole Lonzo's Georgia, I think they still need a point guard as well too. But mm-hmm. um, I like, it's one of those things where it's like, I don't give a damn until I see you guys in the playoffs back when it starts up. So what are your thoughts on all that? I think, I think I have the same sentiments uh, or the same thoughts. Like I don't really care what's going on with them until I see them in the playoffs. But what I see, going on right now like any like if you haven't seen last chance you uh i've been watching it the last few like the basketball drink is pretty good but like even like the coach oh, on is that, it with um is it uh, eastern County? uh no, you know, uh 
East LA, East LA Community East, College. Okay. okay. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. My my cousin was actually just talking to me about that. It's pretty fire. Yeah, I mean it's good. It just it's one of those shows where like you just you enjoy like seeing it and you know seeing the coach's passion and the the players trying to overcome that you know the adversity they've had in their lives to you know better themselves through the game of basketball you know classic stuff but um he's always preaching like yo you know this is a good they're, they're always a good team because they have some of the best players from california and surrounding areas and however uh they're the best team but you know it's a discipline thing it's a consistency thing it's not every playing for the regular season they're always playing to try to win the state championship and get everybody's scholarships and whatever like that same way with the uh same way different setting with the with the clippers it's like yo like None of this regular season stuff matters. It, what matters is the discipline, the consistency, and how you guys go on. Because if not, uh, you come into the playoffs and we see some crap like we saw last year, then we're going to look at the regular season and be like, yo, that's why. You know, you couldn't get it together. You couldn't be consistent. You couldn't, you know, have some discipline and so on and so forth where you couldn't come together as a team. So uh, only way this would concern me is if we saw that kind of thing happen to them again and them not, you know, not say not fight per se, but they're not uh, perform to, to expectation uh, in the playoffs. And what's expectation for them in the playoffs this year? Um, maybe Western Conference semifinals, you know, semifinals, but, you know, you have to lose in a very convincing way for me. You know, if you get to the semifinals and you, you get your, your tail kicked, that's the problem. If you get to the semifinals and you lose uh, from a 3-1 deficit, that's a problem, so on and so forth. Like, you know, uh, but if they lose, you know, buzzer beta, they lose by just, you know, they just had their number, maybe injuries or something like that. I I kind of get that a little bit more. But for them to get to a certain point and just to have a complete fall off or breakdown, uh, then we have to look back at this and we say this is two years in a row. Fool me once, you know, fool me twice, can't get fooled again, you know, as we say in Texas. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we'll see. And then and then just to, to cap things off, who are your top five MVP picks right now? Uh Joel. Are you going in order or are you just naming five? I'm going to, I'm going to order. Joel. So Joel, mm-hmm. Joel, LeBron, Giannis, mm-hmm. Dame, Jokic, and Jimmy That's Honorable five. Mention. So six honorable mention. That's a good one as well, too, because <laughs> Jokic's numbers are actually crazy. But like I said, mm-hmm. when you're in a small market like that, you don't get that much publicity. Like, no one's going to care as well, too. But you can't really take away from, from Jokic as well, too. Let me pull up his stats real quick, man. I know that hey, they're, crazy, they're crazy. Man. And I was kind of going off of... 47, 11, and 9. Yeah. Any yeah. other Did year, I- if someone went MVP for that, bro. Any other year. Yeah. What were you saying? Um... And I don't know if I said these in the in the order. I think I saw again Embiid, James. I think I put Jokic first, it, which that's who I want first, only because of, uh, which they have the same record. So Jokic and Dame could be interchangeable. But so yeah, so Joel, Joel, LeBron, Jokic, Dame, Giannis, and then uh, Jimmy Butler. I'm mentioned. Uh, and I was kind of going off of their placement, how their team's playing, such such like that. So if I was going off with of that kind of criteria. Damian Jokic would be interchangeable because they literally have the same record to this day right now. And when percentage, uh, um, could I argue that Dame might be a little bit more valuable to his team? I think, again, I think with, with them, there you could counter argument. You could argue that back and forth. What, we see, what we've seen Dame do in history is a little bit differently. But also what we saw Jokic do 
to you know to the uh and, and Jamal Murray do to the Clippers last year. Same kind of argument. Uh, and, and there was another team they did it to a year before that too. Where they, we just like, oh snap, Nuggets are getting them, but Nuggets have been consistent. So so that uh, Giannis, uh, who could rise in the standings, but um, he's pretty consistent in what we've seen from him year after year. And so he's dominant. And then the playoffs come and there's some Achilles heel or something happens that kind of stops him in his tracks. Uh, and it's like, he has to get over that hump or, you know, he has to go back into the more traditional power forward center roles that really impose his will. Uh, but we haven't seen that adjustment take place in his career yet to where I would just start just throwing him MVP, 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 uh, James, there's no need to talk about him. Joel, we just talked about him. No need. And then there's Jimmy Butler, who is the, um, I mean, he puts up his numbers and his stats, but he's also the embodiment of not everything that affects the game is in the uh, the stat sheet. You know what I'm saying? Like, he just – he brings that 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 trap card from Yu-Gi-Oh that, you know, I played my trap card face down, you know, and you, you flip it up, then you're in a totally different realm or dimension when you're playing him because the pressure's on. You know, it's, it's totally different. He had freaking uh, Bubble who – Bubble, what's it? He got into it last Bubble year. TJ. With yeah, Bubble TJ spooked. <laughs> he had him spooked. You like what? Like that, that's 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 damn near oh, like if, if people had like Michael Jordan like int- intimidation points, like if you could add that to people, like Jimmy Butler might have the highest Michael Jordan intimidation points in the league. I mean, other than like maybe like a LeBron, you know, you had Kobe, rest in peace, that probably. It's probably Kobe Bryant uh, uh, intimidation points as well. But if we had to spring that all from Michael Jordan, then Kobe Bryant would have like 95 intimidation points. You know what I'm saying? Like those, those that's pure raw. Like I don't even want to mess with this guy kind of energy. And, and Jimmy Butler's would be up there in intimidation points. So he brings stuff to the to the court that doesn't show up on the stat sheet, but you just don't want to be around that guy. You don't want to have to compete with him because it's, it's a hard out every single time. So th- that's my MVP uh, list right there. <laughs> I like it. I like the explanation as well, too. And I like the whole little Yu-Gi-Oh analogy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, mine, I mean, mine is pretty much the same, honestly, with you. One and B, like I said, from a big, we haven't seen this since Shaq. Um, this dominance as well, too. And their team is number one in the in the East as well. And like you said, I don't, think we should penalize someone um, for missing two weeks, especially with the whole COVID protocol going on as well, too. You know, you, you can't really predict if someone's going to be in and out of the lineup as well, too. But we know when he's on the floor, he's consistent. And Philadelphia is a championship um, or bust type of team as well. Two, Goat James um, is every year, right? Like I said earlier <laughs> with Kyle Kuzma, he, he clearly could be MVP every single year. Now, that, that, that one year when, when Steph was going stupid, I'm going to give Steph that. That one year when James Harden, you can argue James Harden could be MVP every single year as well, too. Those have been the two of them just like that. That's constant. Um, and then obviously Russell Westbrook, triple double. No one's done that in, in years and years, decades and decades. So those would be the only exception. But other than that, like LeBron every year um, is when you think of LeBron works with less durable is just the leader on the court, off the court. You just have to take a, everything into consideration well, too. And AD's not playing this year, and it's still a top three team right now. So, um, and we're going to see how valuable he is when the Lakers start to take these L's, too. So, he's number two. Number three, James Harden. Obviously, 
Brooklyn, you know, has loaded up as well, too. But to go from the West to the East and, you know, lead the league and assist and, you know, have Katie miss 19 games, Kyrie being in that line as well, too. Jeff Green even missed a couple of games with the concussion protocol, I think, as well, too. Um, many COVID issues and just find a way to will his team to win and go through that West Coast um, and beat the top tier, beat every top tier team so far um, in every any form of style. Um, you know, he's one of those guys I've been taking for granted as well, too. And I really used to kind of disrespect him and Wayne Bell. Yo, he's not really a point guard. He's not really a point guard. He's actually a point guard that can score. Um, yeah. So I'll put him at number three. Four, I'm going to go with Dame Dollar um, just because he's missed two of his top players in, yo, in uh, Nurkic, I'm sorry, and also CJ McCollum just came back to have them only, what, five games behind I think the number one seed or something like that as well, too. Um, and they're probably going to go up because I, I think in the beginning of the season, I said uh, they're going to be the number two seed, which they could still be. But mm -hmm. um, just to see him go and ball out night in and night out um, is just ridiculous as well, too. He's been putting up monster numbers, um, 30 points, eight assists, five rebounds, 39% from, from three, 94% from the free throw line and has played 40 out of 41 games as well, too. And like I said, a 25 and 16, six in the West, five games behind the one seed, two and a half games behind the two seed. So I'm going to give him number four. And number five, man, go with Giannis. You got to go with Giannis. He's one of those guys where you know what he's going to do every single year as well, too. And honestly, ever since, like I said, the winning streak, but not even just the winning streak, ever, ever since after All-Star break, I guess since the All-Star game, when he when he went 16 to 16 from the field, He's just been balling lights out as well, too. And like I said, he's he's looking like he he's taking that next step on, yo, you can actually count on me as well, too, down the stretch. Um, and that's what I've been most excited about. And and he's just been shooting three-ball confidence. And, you know, the Bucks are always going to be a threat as long as he's on the floor as well, too. An honorable mention. I would say Jimmy Butler because he truly is that, yo, like, when I'm not playing, we take L's. When I play... I'm on that. I take things personal, MJ type of flow as well. And then you got Jokic, who, like I said, 28, 11, and eight, like crazy. That's crazy. So I'm gonna go with honorable mention Jokic. Okay. Um, and then I'm gonna go with yeah, honorable mention Jokic, and then um, a little, I guess, uh, the bottom tier that honorable mention Jimmy Butler as well too. But you can mix and match any way you want. Um, but yeah, Jokic has been going crazy. Um, and it's a damn shame where how I feel like for the only way for him to get the number one seed, is, I mean, to get the MVP is if you get the number one seed in the West. But yeah. those are my five picks, is, uh, um, right there as well. Too, uh, nice. any, 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 uh, last remarks before we, you know, finish the show up? Uh, shout out to VC basketball on an incredible season, uh, nice season, um, and tough season because they got uh, eliminated from contest last night before they played the Oregon Ducks in the first round of the NCAA tournament because of COVID protocols, uh, a whole bunch of rumors and such and such like that to be as, as it may, why that happened. Um, coaches have, of course, already confirmed that, hey, you know, we were planning it to the T, like nothing that we did, uh, you know, made us kind of have to drop out from this and get penalized. It was really just the nature of this. So uh, the home team's kind of feeling for that, but we've had an amazing season. Um, and then last little shout out, shout out to the, all the um, historical black colleges that have played in the, um, 
NCAA tournament. Um, Norfolk State was uh, playing Gonzaga last night. Uh, tough loss, but tough loss to the number one team in the country. Um, you know, they, you put on for for the set for this for the seven five and, and and you know splat colleges in general. Um, and then Oral Roberts, who took down uh, the Ohio State University um, and beat them. Uh, 15 seed being the number two seed. So they're going to play the Gators today. Uh, a little bit of, you know, just some March Madness updates for you guys, but just shouting out, and uh, you know, who who should be shout out because those kind of guys are Warriors and everybody playing and uh, being safe within that tournament. Uh, so other than that, you know, my, my sentiments and my, my thoughts are everybody be safe. Uh, it's about to heat up. So uh, don't let yourself heat up, you know, be warm, but don't let yourself heat up too. You know what I'm saying? The streets is hot. You know what I'm saying? Don't be hot <laughs> as the streets. Uh, so yeah, yeah, yeah. Man. Everybody be safe out there. And yeah, thank you guys for listening to the season. So you already know. Yeah. And then before we even, you know, part ways and whatnot, who you got winning the NCAA tournament? Cause I, this is the year where I didn't follow it any college basketball as well too i just knew that my team that i say that i support ever since jj reddick um duke has just been trash this year um and obviously like i'm gonna keep tabs on vcu so i feel bad um especially with those seniors as well too who didn't really get a chance to play that kind of sucks as well too um but <laughs> i literally was just filling shit out on the bracket mm-hmm. <laughs> and i had georgia tech win it yeah, losing the first round as well too, so my whole bracket's crazy. messed up. Um, but uh, I think, uh, yeah. Um, but who you have winning the the tournament? If you still have them in the tournament right now? Okay, answering that question, and also side note: yesterday was a tough day for any of the Virginia teams. VC didn't get to play. Um, the day before that, uh, Virginia Tech lost to who did they lose to? It was another ACC team. Dang, I forgot who it was. Uh, but they mm-hmm. lost to them. Virginia Tech lost. Um, and then UVA lost in an upset uh, like they tend to do. They lost to UMBC that one year. Uh, they was like, uh, then they, they lost yesterday in the first round um, after they just won the NCAA tournament. So all the Virginia teams, and even like Coach Shaka Smart lost yesterday too. They, they, he lost to um, to Auburn, Auburn, something, a Christian school whatever like that crazy so everything that was connected to vcu or whatever like that lost except for lsu and cam thomas who's from the 757 oscar smith uh uh player and went to oak hill he's the top scorer pretty much freshman scorer in the nation he's killing it league bound um but who i had winning <laughs> yeah i don't know i have a lot of information about college basketball but who i had that's winning good. um that's great uh yeah we'll have to do like a little side but um michigan i had michigan winning my bracket coach by yeah yeah coached by juan Howard. i always have michigan getting far because they always end up in a bracket that's pretty favorable for them and you know it would take you know just a tough battle for them to lose but i had michigan i had Villanova getting pretty far because one of those years where they would find a way to, to to win as well um i think one of my other my other regions probably would have been smashed up because somebody lost that shouldn't have lost um, I definitely have Virginia at least getting to the Sweet 16, so that yeah. The Virginia lost right or they won? They they lost an upset. They lost to it was like a 15 seed, I believe. They lost to uh, uh again. Too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> they they always drop to a 15. They lost seed. to Ohio. They lost to Ohio. Oh yeah, and this kid uh, from Ohio, he w- went to a prep school, was playing on the prep school C team, um, and was posting his like highlights from the prep school C team, not the A team that was on the circuit. Um, posted his highlights uh, on Twitter and got an offer from Ohio from just his Twitter highlights 
and now he just took down Virginia in the NCAA tournament. So that that's just, that gets me excited. You know that those stories are crazy. <laughs> yeah, that's that's crazy. That's just letting you know how far we've come. I think in the past they used to have to actually send out their tapes to different colleges, and now you can just get discovered on social media. So yeah, <laughs> that, playing on the C team. Wow, playing playing on the C team, bro. Playing on the C team, but. Yeah. Good, good, good parting, good parting words. I appreciate you, my guy. Um, yes, sir. Ladies and gentlemen, that was episode 104 of the Caesar Show. Make sure to subscribe on all points of social media at the Caesar Show, at TraderXXIV, at Sir Caesars. We out. Peace.